call is being recorded. Michael. Michael. Again. What do you do? Uh, there's just a little switch on my headset that, that mutes the mic. Ah. Yeah. We did it. Well, you shouldn't do Say what? We did it. We did do it. All nine. I All mean, nine movies. You get this you get this feeling of accomplishment, you get this feeling of sadness. Yeah, it's like this is that's all there was. That's that's the whole thing. I mean just just an incredible story. Yeah. Had some like stumbles and like some stuff that was not quite as amazing as you know, but like overall, like like beginning to end, a really great story was told. A space opera. Absolutely wonderful. No, I took very few notes, but I do have notes. I took. More than a few. Okay. This was, I got into one of those situations where, like, I was trying to take notes, and then I was just watching the movie, forgetting to take notes. It was definitely better than I remembered it. And I think I've said that about a few movies that I've said in public that I never really liked. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. I liked Rise of Skywalker off the bat. I do have gripes. But, like, walking out of the theater, I liked it more than I liked um, The Last Jedi. Like, even on the first viewing, I liked it more. I got you. I still got you. Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm sorry. Are you in your car or are you just on your phone? I am going to be moving to the truck in a minute. Okay. I was putting on a winter hat because it is zero degrees outside. That's I saw I saw that. It has been uh so I'm not going to I'm not going to say that it's freezing here, but it has been pretty cold here the last few days since I got home. We brought the weather home. <laughs> I was talking to my sister a couple of days ago when I saw my parents last. Yeah. And uh, she comes on the phone and she goes, oh, it was cold today. It was 60 degrees out. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder you. Where does your sister live? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. Where does where does your sister live? Uh she lives in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was um the high yesterday was sixty one, but it was windy as fuck. And I was looking at my weather app and it said feels like with wind chill feels like forty. But in the morning I've had to I've had to layer up to walk to work. It's been it's been pretty chilly. Shut up. I, like I said, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say it's as cold as it is down there. I'm up there, so but, uh, jealous. Yeah. So so jealous. All right, let's let's take a drive. Let's take a drive. What I mean. All right. So the opening sequence. We're just going to start right away with the opening. It's just like frantic, just like all over the place right off the bat. And it, and you really get uh, into like Kylo Ren's like like mind state. The the threat to his power is a- 
absolute in this movie. That is so. That is his driving force. Is like he does not want to be threatened. He does not want to be overpowered because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to fall. He doesn't want to have the same fate as Darth Vader. And. Hold on, let me get into traffic and open my notes. So. That planet, the first planet he's on is, um, I cannot remember the name of the planet. I've been racking my brain. The planet that, where Anakin became Darth Vader and where Darth Vader built his castle. What is that planet? The lava planet. Oh, Mustafar. Mustafar, yes. That's the planet that, that he's on when he's fighting those guys in the black robes and the helmets and everything. And apparently, and this is my biggest gripe with the movie, is that there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie that you need to read other things. Comic books and books and stuff. You need other outside sources to completely understand what's going on. These guys on Mustafar at the beginning that he's killing to get to the, the Wayfinder, this is a uh-huh. cult that worships Darth Vader. And that is such a okay. cool concept. I wish I wish we had gotten more of that. I mean, I'm sure we do at some point. Like in the books, yeah, it's covered. There's in the comics books, it's covered. And I bet you anything, this Obi Wan series is going to have some mention of it. Well, this is this is a cult that like popped up after Darth Vader died. Oh, okay. I think. So it's not going it might get covered in in the the TV series, the other TV series, the ones that are taking place between like right after Return of the Jedi. That would be cool. Rumor is we're getting a Knights of Ren series. This is the first time we got to see the Knights of Ren. This is the Apart first from and that flashback. Only yeah. Yeah. This is the only time we get to see them fight and they all end up dying. Mhm. It's just this this trilogy is filled with things that like you had so much story potential and then you just didn't do anything with it. And that's my biggest my biggest complaint about this entire trilogy. That like I so wanted many, to know so, so much more about the Knights points. of Ren. Yeah. And the, there were so <laughs> many jumping off points for the entire <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> trilogy. There we go. Oh, sorry. Um, that never came next. Yeah. And the thing is, had J.J. So when J.J. made Force Awakens, he wrote a rough story outline for where his idea of where the story was going to go from there. And then Ryan Johnson came in and threw the whole thing out to do Last Jedi. And what I wonder is, was Palpatine supposed to come back? Or because Ryan Johnson killed Snoke, did J.J. Abrams now have to find, like, a villain? Another villain. Because you can't have... Kylo Ren can't be, like, the big bad villain. Because he's got to... You always knew he was going to be redeemed at the end. He was going to have his Darth Vader ending. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point to what we would consider the main protagonist in the entire trilogy, or in in the entire saga, I should say. Yeah. But we bring it full circle. Palpatine is the villain for everything. He's always the bad guy. He's always behind everything. And obviously, Ian McDermott is... We've said it over and over again. Ian McDermott is like... The best. He is so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he delivers the same line to Kylo in a completely different way. To Anakin. And it, it's that quote, it's the the the, the, way the dark of the side Sith. of the force is is yeah. a pathway to many things the Jedi consider unnatural.
and I, I when I when I heard it, like the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is the moment when he when he tells her to kill when he tells him to kill Ray." Yeah, that's the moment where he goes in in his in his arrogance, the same arrogance that Anakin had, the same arrogance that Luke had. I can turn her. Yeah. He was wrong. He was wrong. Um, she did an Uno reverse card. <laughs> <laughs> Let's... Mm. The movie itself was visually stunning as well. It was gorgeous, yeah. Every step like, of the way it looked so not, good. Not that we didn't expect that from Disney. Not that I would ever not expect something to be visually stunning from Disney. No. But, like, so, like, Force Awakens had this visual look that was very much New Hope. Like, it, it was bright, and it was it was exciting, and it was colorful. This one had very dark. a whole lot more more empire. Like, it, it this was this was the empire of this trilogy. Yes. It was that dark, it was it was gloomy. Most of the story you think like it's hopeless. Through like the whole thing, you would get these doses of hope and then mm-hmm. it would get quashed. Yeah. I love the uh the when we when we first meet up with the Millennium Falcon and um they're playing they're playing chess. Uh, po- no, how, does he beat him? how does he beat it? How does he beat it every single time? I'll tell you why. He, he cheats. cheats. <laughs> you're 250 years old. Then, of course you're better than us. I, lo- I love the fact that Chewie gets so indignant. Yeah. Excuse, excuse the fuck out of me. I'm not cheating. You guys just suck. That's literally yeah. what he said. You got, you're going to go at some point? He's, and then they then they get up. They get the warning that they're pulling into that that ice formation. Yeah, the asteroid or whatever it is. It's like an asteroid, yeah. I think. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to turn it off. We're not going to turn it off. Oh no, he's cheating, and they shut it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, the light speed skipping that whole that okay. whole chase scene yes. with the Tie Fighters and the and the Millennium Falcon was great through the tunnel and then the light speed skipping, which is something we've never seen them do before. And visually, it was just so cool to watch. All the places they go to. At one point, they're on Bespin. They're they're on the cl- at the Cloud City. Yep. Uh, at one point, they're in Naboo as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like the forests, yeah. And then the the last jump is always my favorite because he looks at everybody and goes, "This is the last jump, maybe forever." Yeah. As they're flying <laughs> towards that big worm thing that eats the last two star, the Tie Fighters. Yeah. Movies, it, it's very good. It was, like I said, better than I remember it. A whole lot more fun. Um, I remember not finally... not being. Hmm? No, go ahead. I remember not not being too like thrilled about the idea of them using Leia after Carrie Fisher died. I think they did it pretty well. Like the fact that they they didn't. So they used unused footage from Force Awakens. So all of this dialogue that she has was recorded. Like, it actually is Carrie Fisher. Yes. What I have an issue with with her is that she's she's almost always standing still. Like, she looks like a mannequin most of the time with an animated face. That was my issue with using Carrie Fisher. But as far as, like the performance goes, as far as the, the dialogue goes, it was very well integrated. Yes. 
that was some that had to be some very creative screenwriting. Well, I mean, of all the people in the world to get away with creative screenwriting, it's J.J. Abrams. Yeah, and, it's and also, I wonder if so. So fun fun fact about Carrie Fisher that after Star Wars, her main um, her main profession she was a script doctor. She did punch up on on like major blockbusters. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like like being so creative with screenwriting was was almost an homage to Carrie Fisher in itself. Oh, without a doubt. And yeah. the other thing that makes me wonder, I mean, Carrie Fisher died before this movie was ever made. Yeah, no, she did nothing. She did no production for this movie. So I wonder if that was another contributing factor to getting J.J. Abrams back. Maybe. I mean, because Colin I feel Trevorrow, like... he didn't get fired. He dropped out. He said after, I think he probably saw like the way that people treated Brian Johnson after Last Jedi. He was like, I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't live up to that. Yeah. And there were, <clears throat> and I'm not afraid to admit this uh, because of how much I love Star Wars. There were moments in this movie that I was bawling my eyes out. There were so uh, the fake out, and you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly the fake out when we think that they have killed, and they do it twice. Like they, we think that Chewbacca is dead. Yeah, and then we think that that C-3PO is going to be dead. Yes. That's that's those, something I take were, issue with. Like the funny thing is that those moments didn't like affect me as much as I thought they would. Like sitting in the theater, I was pretty sure that Chewbacca was not dead. It's like well, yeah, just because of how he died. But, <laughs> I mean, I think like he, I think we all knew. Because you didn't see a body. That, we didn't, yeah, one, we didn't, we didn't watch see a body him physically and we, die. And we knew there were two transports. Yes. True. Ray didn't know. And we only, yeah, and we only ever saw one take off. Yeah. So, um, I do love that Ray has the Force Lightning. I love that. <laughs> one of my favorite mm-hmm. Force powers... And if I could have any one of them, any I should say, if I could have two of them, it would be Vader's choke, yeah, and Palpatine's lightning. I mean, they're just so the lightning is obviously cool. I'd say one of my favorite Force powers ever, especially coming from a standpoint of like having played lots of Star Wars video games, throwing the lightsaber. Yes. Yep, that's and a having good one. it spin around and come back to you. Speaking of throwing the lightsaber, when she cuts down all those trees and one of them falls on top of BB-8, I never noticed before that one of the one of his panels is missing. After yeah. after the tree falls on him, the orange panel on the front of him is popped off. What did you do to him? What did you do to the Falcon? Why? Well, what happened to the droid? Well, the Falcon's on fire. He's not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> when they pile out of the Falcon. When they pile out of the Falcon, oh my goodness, and he says, uh, I need a fire crew because everything's on fire. Everything. Everything's on fire. <laughs> He's like, the inside's on fire, the outside's on fire, everything's on fire. Yeah. Um, another just phenomenal interaction between two characters, Poe Dameron and Ray. When she yeah. looks at him and just goes, you know, you you know what you are, you know what you are, you're difficult. You're a difficult man. Because <laughs> previously, what they had shared maybe like four minutes of screen time in the first two movies. Like they didn't meet for the first time until the end of the second movie. Yeah. And now it's been, I want to say, it's supposed to be a year since since um, Last Jedi. 
the year between yes. them. Now they've had time to get to know each other. <laughs> and the thing, this is what's always so cool about Poderma is that he still respects her. He still understands how important she is. Yeah. They're just both such strong wills that they, they butt heads. And it looked like right at the beginning, it looked like they were going to set up like a romance between the two of them by the end, like that, that banter that they had in a typical Hollywood movie would have ended up with them like together. Yes. The, uh, the other thing that I, I absolutely loved about, uh, son of a bitch. Now I can't remember what I was going to say. Fuck. Oh, the, the 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 scene on, um, What's the name of the goddamn planet? They blew up a planet. Uh, Kajimi. Kajimi. When when he's on Kajimi, and he and he <laughs> runs into that that other spice runner. Yeah, you were a spice runner. You were a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, you were you, you were, were a spice runner. You were a stormtrooper. You were a spice runner. You were a scavenger. We could do this, we could all, do day. this all day. <laughs> I, I now, that like, I think is why that is why Poe Dameron is probably my favorite character throughout the entire new series. Yeah, I, I would love to see like one or like a mini series about Poe Dameron before the sequels. That would be cool to me. I want to see him while he's a spice runner. Mm-hmm. He becomes, I mean, as, as cliche as this is going to sound, he becomes the new Han Solo. Yeah. No, he's great. I love him. He's my favorite character. He's he's probably in my top five favorite characters from the franchise. Mm. He he's just a scruffy looking nerf herder. Mm-hmm. Almost, and like you said, like almost when we expected the romance a romance between him and Ray, you expect him to one of them to look at each other and go, "I love you," and one of them to say, "I know." I know. <laughs> Um, the, the reoccurring thing that I keep hearing throughout this movie is never be afraid of who you are. Yeah. And I think that might be one of the most important things throughout the entire movie. Yeah. When, when she's. After the the Death Star battle with Kylo Ren, when she goes back to the Jedi Temple, mm-hmm. and I forget what again I forget what the planet name is, and I should know, but I don't. Um, um, not it's not Jakku. Jakku is the, the Disney place. Um, oh my God! No, Jakku is the desert planet. Batu is the Disney place. Shit. Achto. I think it's Achto. Are you sure? Are you... Okay. Pretty whatever. sure. Um, when she goes to fling the lightsaber into the wreckage and Luke Skywalker and Luke, catches, Luke it. catches it. I made a note directly after that, that scene. Uh, so Force Ghosts, they can appear anywhere. They're not anchored to the place where they died, obviously. We know this from from Obi-Wan Kenobi and we know this from Yoda in the last movie and we know this now from from like they can also use the force. They can interact with things. Luke catches the lightsaber. Yoda brings down lightning to burn down that tree. Why aren't they helping? If a force ghost can exist alongside us and can like use the force and interact with physical objects. Why are they not like part of the battle? Why is Luke Skywalker not helping? (laughs) I think that that has more to do with the force itself. Okay. Like they have to be anchored to another force user. I don't, mm... Because, like, Leia never saw, at the end of Return of the Jedi, 
<clears throat> it's obvious the it's obvious that Leia didn't see the Force Ghosts. She didn't see Obi Wan and Anakin and Yoda. She didn't see them. I mean, I do think you have. I do think Force Ghosts definitely have to be tethered. There has to be some kind of physical connection. There has to be a a person there. Yeah. And I I also think that the Force itself, because I mean. I think this movie truly confirms the fact that the Force is a sentient entity. Yeah, uh, midi-chlorians. <laughs> that the Force directly influences the things around it to complete the balance. Yeah. I don't think that it really cares for obviously the issues of mortal creatures, but the intelligence that it gathers as masters move into the force itself. Yeah. It grows its own intelligence, kind of like an AI would. Yeah. Um, and and we see that because everyone's like, oh, it's a feeling and this, that, and the other. No, that's the force kicking you in the dick saying, let's go. Yeah. Um, and I think that the force restricts the physical attributes or the physical abilities of the ghosts. Yeah. Simple interaction, fine. Major yeah. interaction, absolutely not. I would argue that that lightning, though Yoda is like the most powerful Jedi, but I would argue that that lightning is a pretty major interaction. Yeah, but he's not influencing anything that's going on. Do you understand what I mean? True. So, like, they can't, they can't interfere with... They can offer guidance. They can manipulate yeah. things around them. Yeah. But they cannot directly affect an outcome. Okay. Okay. I can accept that. Kind of like a genie, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Except you can bring people back from the dead. Yeah. Well, you can heal people. Though, yeah, no, Ray was dead. Spoiler alert, we haven't quite gotten to the end yet, but whatever. Ray, Ray seemed to be dead. Can I yeah. say my Rick, least favorite, Rick, my, my, what? The, the moment you know that she's actually dead, her eyes are open. Mm -hmm. She is not breathing. Yeah. She is dead. She is pale. Yeah. She dead. is dead. And Kylo, like, gives himself to bring her back. And I think what we see there. Remember, he said the bond between. Or, all right, no, we're too far ahead. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. Well, I want to say my least favorite line of dialogue in this entire franchise is spoken in this movie, and it's when they get back. They have they have the the transmission from their spy, and they've got everybody gathered around, and Poe Dameron just says, "Somehow Palpatine returned." Like, you're not going to give us any sort of explanation. You're not going to tell us how. Somehow. Somehow is how. Somehow Palpatine returned. That's just such a stupid line of dialogue. It, the, oh, um, <laughs> it's a cop-out. Yeah, no, it, it 100%. And you know the transmission they're talking about? We don't get to hear it in the movie. Do you know where that transmission exists? Like, you can hear what was said in it. Do you know where it was It was played? Fortnite. Where? It was a Fortnite event. Free what, to play the transmission from the Emperor? Royale. Yeah. Free-to-play online battle royale game Fortnite was where we heard this piece of the story of Star Wars Episode Nine, And I've still never heard it. I've never yeah. listened to it. 
I just know that it was in that, Fortnite. Yeah, that's upsetting. Yeah. It was their that's big Star Wars event. You could play you could play as you could play as, as Ray and Poe and everybody. They added all these Star Wars characters to Fortnite. Yeah. So let's go back to the Death Star. Because there's okay. a lot of really good. <clears throat> there's a I lot love, of really, really good. I love John Williams' remix of the Imperial March. When she's going into the throne room and you hear the, it's like slowed down and it's softer, but it's the Imperial March. Well, that I feel like is just the tip of the hat to Star Wars fans that have been there through the whole thing. Yeah. Because it gives you the Easter eggs. It gives you the window that Luke got thrown through. It gives mm-hmm. you um, the uh, the Emperor's chair or mm-hmm. the, the throne. It gives you the throne of the Death Star as she yeah. moves towards the vault. The, as she moves towards the Imperial Vault, Imperial Vault, which why losing the Death Star was such a major thing. Yeah. Was because, because the Wayfinder was, was there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get a, a, a real, a, a real cave moment. Mm-hmm. With, with Dark Ray. When, with Dark Ray, who, I'm not going to lie about it, awesome. Yeah. That lightsaber, I, had, I, I, I'm not so sure about. So, it's a cool I idea, but I can't... I love that lightsaber. Im- Are you kidding me? I can't imagine it being, like, practical. Well, Folding I mean, in half, I don't... Yeah, well, when she flips it open, it locks. Yeah. I like that and it's, like, like staff like, like, like it's big and long. Before yeah. Even without the, the blades, it's like, it's, like a, it's like a bow staff, which is very Ray. And yeah. I always assumed that Ray would end up with a double-bladed lightsaber. And she should have, I think, personally. So when you look at her lightsaber, both ends look the same. So it looks like there probably is a second blade. She just only lights up one. And I love the way it turns oh, on you... the, the the ring that that she slides around. That spins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is also a lightsaber design in um, Calcastus. Help me, Force Awakens, or not Force Awakens? Uh, Force, um, Force, Force uh, Fallen Order. Not Force Unleashed. Fallen the order. new video game. The... Fallen Order. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Which I absolutely love. What a great game. What a great game. Um, so we getting a sequel this year, hopefully. Or we're at least getting the, an announcement of a sequel this year. <laughs> we finally get to to see the balance of the force that exists inside Ray. Yeah. Uh, when, she, when, before their lightsaber duel, when she is staring down Kylo and she says, give it to me. Mm-hmm. You see it. The struggle, the rage. Yeah. And then when he, cru- when he, Crushes it in his hand. Incredible. Yeah. I think what's important about Kylo Ren in this movie is that he is, he represents both the end of the Sith and the end of the Jedi. He's both. Ray is neither. No, Ray Ray becomes what's, Ray becomes what in my mind is the true definition of the gray Jedi. Yeah. I I, I don't even like calling her some. She's just a force user. She's just a different kind of force user. I don't even like calling. Yeah, her, she's not a Jedi. She, she never finishes her training. Yeah, nor should she. Like she conf- Luke was she right. Confronts her the Jedi fear. have to end. Yeah, she confronts her fear as a force user, but that I think only gives her a more a more firm understanding of her place in the force instead of yeah. being a Jedi or a Sith. She is that. She is just the force. She's the balance. She's the one. Yeah, she's the one. Um, 
used this incredible natural ability, just like Anakin. These next, those, the 10 minutes after that battle, Mm -hmm. and right at the end through the the next 10 minutes, those are the moments that Mm -hmm. absolutely crushed me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hey, kid. Yeah. I want to know how much they had to pay Harrison Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be I like agree. half uh, the budget. <laughs> let's, see if, let's see if that information, half the budget of this movie was Harrison Ford money. <laughs> Google, oh, how much and, did Harrison Ford make for episode nine? And then right after that, right after that, my next note is they're really big on destroying planets. They're just like, the Empire, the First Order, uh, the Last Order. They're all very, very okay with eliminating planets. <laughs> So for The Force Awakens, they paid him $20 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. I think I'm fine. I think I can find it. So it's not going to be $20 million because he was only in the movie for like five minutes. But. Yeah. I hate it when you do. I hate pop-ups. I hate pop-ups. Um, while you're looking up that, uh, Carrie Fisher made twenty-five million dollars for Last Jedi. Mark Hamill only made eighteen. Mm. Yeah, no information for how much Harrison Ford makes made. Probably some, like, Disney is embarrassed by how much money they paid Harrison Ford. We're just not going to release that data. Yeah. We don't want to um, talk about it. It was important to the take heavy, it. The exceptionally heavy-handed use of Force sensitives in this movie. Mm. The way they describe... And that's what that's what really tips me off to the force being sentient is how it just grabbed so many people. And we're like, no, you need to just fuck off. Mm -hmm. Crash. Go ahead. Crash your star destroyer on some random planet. Yeah. Don't worry. Someone will be there to show up. Like really? We go to feeling to crash our starship. (laughs) Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, so that takes us finally to Exegol for the final conflict. Well, so we're skipping ahead again. We keep doing this. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's the what's that planet they go to with the festival? Pasak or something like that? Pasak? Can't remember the name of it. Where they meet Lando okay. Calrissian. Yep. We know who he is. <laughs> One hell Fucking of a shot, C-3PO. might I add. Yeah. Fucking C-3PO the whole time. It's just at his peak C-3PO, the most obnoxious you've ever seen him. <laughs> <laughs> when they're in the tunnel and, and Poe's calling out all their names, I wrote this quote down. You didn't say my name, sir, but I'm all right. <laughs> uh, it is forbidden to, to translate. Son of a... You mean the one time I need you to talk. The one you. time we need you to talk. <laughs> How about... um? God damn it, what's his name? The little dude. The Babu Frick? Babu Frick, yes. Joined mine go black. Black person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Babu Frick. Wait, I thought about another way we can do this, Pink. 
can't I can't remember I can't remember the actress's name, but uh she played Moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. That's Babu Frick. Babu Frick is a puppet. That's so good. Again, they're using so many practical effects. Babu Frick is a puppet. Uh this was the only one where Maz Kanata was a puppet. Yep. I mean, I love Dio, the little the little droid with the cone head. Dio, yes, voiced no, by JJ Abrams. It's voiced by JJ Abrams. No, thank you. Yep. No, thank Doesn't you. Doesn't want to be touched. My wheel is squeaky. <laughs> Squeak eliminated. <laughs> it's. There were a lot of moments in this movie where it was just gut-wrenchingly cute. It was, yeah. And you had uh, your little and you gut-wrenching. Your... Yeah, gut-wrenchingly was... sad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, when they get back to the base with all the plan- with the plans and the and and uh, when Chewie, we need to speak to the general. Just... Yeah. Chewie finally gets his medal. Yes. You suppose that was probably Han Solo's medal, right? Yes. That was definitely Han Solo's medal. Yeah. Leia wanted me to give this to you. Uh, I like Leia's, Leia's lightsaber is real nice. It's like fucking shiny as fuck. Chrome. Because it's a lightsaber light, for a princess. Yeah. Because through the whole movie, through the whole saga, even, mm-hmm. Leia is she's, the hope. She's the reason, yeah. When Ray calls her master, mm-hmm. she is the hope. And we we think as long as as long as Leia was alive, there was always hope. Yeah. The uh, the flashback with her and Luke, that was really impressive. That was really well done. Oh, absolutely! The animation was flawless. Mm-hmm. What happened to Luke's lightsaber? Like what happened to that? He probably threw it in the ocean with his with his ex-wife. Oh, his green lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, that wound up at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. When he, it, just, it brings me <laughs> right back to when he just flipped the other one over his shoulder. It was like, nah. Yeah. It, it it immediately make it like you said it wound up at the bottom of the ocean, no doubt. Yeah, he was just fucking a hundred percent done. Um, another watch your friends die moment. Mm-hmm. When Palpatine is trying to convince Ray to make the sacrifice, yeah, to kill him, so that when he opens up, when he opens up that sunroof and goes, "Go ahead, take a look. They're all gonna fucking die." (laughs) Same thing he did to Luke, and the same outcome we got. Yeah, and the and I think that that is another thing that I think JJ did really well in this movie: the callbacks. Mm-hmm. The we, the subtle the subtle things that we as people or the <clears throat> again the instead of trying to win new fans going backwards a little bit and letting the old fans know that they weren't forgotten. Yeah, bro, this cat's attacking my foot. Um, ah. the, all the all the voices. All the Jedi, we hear uh, uh, Ewan McGregor 
is there as Obi-Wan Kenobi and fucking Freddie Prince Jr. as Kanan Jarrus. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tara Strong as Ahsoka Tano, which confirms to us that Ahsoka Tano is going to die. Mind you, it's been 40 years since the original trilogy, so she it's possible that she just died of old age. But Ahsoka Tano is one of the, like, spirit voices of the Jedi. Um, we also hear Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. We also hear Cal Kestis. We also hear... Um, we hear... God damn it. Older Obi-Wan Kenobi as well. Yeah, I think... Yeah. The same, like, sound clip from Force Awakens when he just says her name. Yeah. Uh, Ray. Mm, excuse me. Uh, Mark Hamill, obviously. Yep. And Leia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on on Kajimi, the bartender, when they go into the bar to meet Babu, Babu Frick, the bartender is mm-hmm. John Williams. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I can't, like, I, I couldn't locate him but i know that like in the background when the stormtroopers are like questioning people one of those people is kevin smith yep like normally the cameos are stormtroopers but obviously kevin smith is short and fat so he can't exactly be a stormtrooper sir sir Aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? Aren't you a little round to be a stormtrooper? Um, when when we finally see when we get Ben Solo, mm-hmm. not Kylo Ren, and he's Ben. The the shrug he does, the Han Solo shrug, oh. after he pulls out the oh. lightsaber and he just does the yeah, yeah, the the knights. We can we can definitely talk about that awesome yeah. scene right there. Yeah. Because I, I this is this is my one of my favorite parts in the whole movie is this final fight sequence. Mm-hmm. When when Ray essentially tells the Emperor to go fuck himself. Yeah. And she she starts fighting the, the Royal Guard or the Imperial Guard or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. Uh the dude's in the red. Um, the ferocity that she shows is phenomenal. No one can ever question the fact that she is a phenomenal saber, saber, uh, saber wielder, whatever you want to call that word. I don't know what the word is. Um, I think that also comes from the fact that she is wielding all of the Jedi. She has Obi-Wan, she has Obi-Wan's ability with a lightsaber who we all know is the greatest, I guess we'll call it, saberist ever. Yeah. Um, second only to Mace Windu. we have second only to Mace Windu. Um, we see And Yoda, Yoda doesn't count because he's just good at everything. <laughs> well, Yoda's the most powerful Jedi, there's no doubt. He's the oldest mm-hmm. Jedi. He's the most learned Jedi. He is. He's Yoda. I mean, Yoda yeah. is is more than just. I feel like Yoda is the Force incarnate. Yoda, mm-hmm. as a being, is the Force incarnate. Um. But like you said, when she sends him the lightsaber. And he pulls it out from behind his back, and he and he gets the bag beaten out of him. Yeah. And and the knights. But then he gets grandpa's Yeah. And then they're like, "All right, well, here we go." <laughs> and he, he looks at him, and he the shrug, the like you yeah. said, the shrug is, "Are you guys sure?" All right. <laughs> That's Han Solo's boy right there. Yeah. Um, 
I know what I have to do, but I don't know that I have the power to do it. Yeah. The Falcon the Falcon always saves the day. Again. Again. Lando and Chewie. Yeah. Which also leads me to believe that, yes, droids and ships are sensitive. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, obviously, especially the Falcon, because it has that droid's memory core downloaded into it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think the biggest thing is that it has nothing to do with droids or ships or people. It's that the Force does what it wants to do. The Force is gonna like get its is gonna get done what it needs to get done, no matter what. Mm-hmm. The Force is in charge. If it needs to use a droid, it'll use a droid. If it needs to use a ship, it'll use a ship. But it's the Force, and it's gonna do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Hence the sentience. Um, I thought it was, I mean, as corny as it was, I thought it was really cool that the Emperor, like, sucked the life force out of both of them. Yeah. The power of two to save the one. Mm Mm-hmm. Unlimited power! When he... When Palpatine shoots the lightning into the sky. Mm-hmm. So powerful. One of my one of my favorite just one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars is when he's like, No, I got it and and the noise that it makes. Yeah. It's 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 almost like the uh, the charges that come out of Slave One. Mm-hmm. That blah noise. Everybody knows what that noise is, and it makes everybody giddy when they hear it. It's yeah. Another That's one of one those, of those things Star Wars in noises. Star Wars. It's a yeah. core memory. And I love it. Unlimited power. bond between you two, the power of life itself. It was a good movie, man. It was. And and the way it ended. Beautiful. How do we feel about, about I've heard people complain about Ray choosing to be a Skywalker, like choosing that name. Who cares? It's just a name. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't mean to be that guy. Obviously, the Skywalker saga is everything. It is the whole essence of Star Wars itself. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it all, clearly with the blessing of Luke and Leia, yeah, she adopts the name. It's nothing but a name. Mm-hmm. And, and her... Ray denying the Emperor, denying the Palpatine name, officially kills the Sith. Mm -hmm. And the Jedi. And the Jedi. Both. She's ended both. So she assumes a name and continues on her own path. Yeah. That last, that closing shot of her looking out at the the Tatooine sunset, just like Luke did fucking 40 years ago. It all came back to where it began. Yeah. That little moisture farm on Tatooine. Yeah. I can't wait to see where Star Wars goes past the sequels because I feel like we're going to get a movie about a bunch of, like, new young Force users who seek out Ray and they find her living this hermit's life on, on Tatooine, just like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And she decides Obi-Wan. that she's the one, she's the one who's going to have to like train these people because otherwise like unchecked power is also bad, but like they can't unchecked power imbalances because, the force. Yeah. So it's basically like, I can't wait to see what kind of force users we see from now on. 
Because I think I I really think that we're done with the Jedi. We're done with the Sith. We're it's it's a new era moving past these sequels. I'm excited to see where they go with it. Mm. I think we're going to send. Yeah. Because Exegol is no longer Exegol. She evaporated the seat of power. She evaporated that little arena thing. She killed mm-hmm. all, the, all of the Sith followers. Yeah. Like, could someone rediscover the teachings of the Sith? Absolutely. Yeah. Will they be able to translate it and read the language? Probably not. Well, so here's the deal. I think probably our next villain will be somebody who's trying to revive the Sith. But because the Jedi aren't a thing anymore, because we've got these more rounded Force users, that's what's going to stop the Sith from coming back, is that you've got the Sith who are very myopic and, and like, bad, evil. And then you've got these gray Jedi who use all of the Force. They embrace the whole thing instead of just picking one. Like, you're never going to be as powerful as somebody who uses... It's like uh, unlocking yeah. 100% you, you of your only, brain. Yeah, and you only use half of it. Yeah. I agree. Um, I don't know. Well, that's the Skywalker will continue. Side, it will, obviously. I think for a while we're going to be living in this uh, interim period. The the between the originals and the sequels, we're going to spend a lot of time there, as as Disney works forward. But I I, I I'm confident that we're gonna there we're gonna see like sequels, sequels, not interquels and prequels and shit. Like right now, obviously we we're 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 in a Mandalorian Boba Fett territory. And then we're gonna get some. We're gonna get the Cassian Andor and Obi Wan Kenobi. We're gonna be living in those in in between times for a while, as we mm. flesh out this world. And I can't wait to see the stuff that like bridges the gap from the original trilogy to the sequel trilogy. I'm gonna That's get all gonna be very into, cool. I want to get back into um, Clone Wars. Yeah. So that's something that I'm going to end up getting back into now that we're finished with this. Yeah. Disney Plus has added a section in their Star Wars category of Star Wars Vintage, which has the old Ewoks animated series. It has the old Mm -hmm. Droids animated series. It has the the original Clone Wars animated series from Cartoon Network, like the animated series, not the CG one. And it's got one... No, I loved the animated series, man. They were short episodes. They were like five, ten-minute episodes, I think. It was like the mm-hmm. whole the whole two seasons is like a movie, one movie. Okay. Yeah, but it was good. It was it was well done. It was done by the the animation studio that did. Um, they did a lot of stuff for Disney back in the back in the late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, I think they did. They did Kim Possible. They did. They're a great animation studio. Okay. But no, it was really well done. It was. It was short. It was concise, and it and it told like a really good quick story. That just very basic bridged the gap between episode two and episode three. And then they decided to go ahead and do the CGI Clone Wars, which started with a really bad movie. Yeah, I skipped the movie. Yeah, there's no point. Because it's like they just did it. It's just like they strung together a few episodes and released it theatrically was what they did. There was no point for it to actually. They were just trying to make some money off that. We did it, Fatty. We did the whole Skywalker saga. I can't believe that we got it done. I mean, I can. All right, don't get me wrong. Yes, I I understand. (laughs) But yes, we we worked very hard to get this done, too. Yeah. And 
this was something that you and I wanted to do for so long. Oh, yeah. And we were never able to find time to sit down and watch them together. Yeah. I mean, remember remember the commentary episode we were going to do, and it just never worked? <laughs> just so many, so many technical issues that we ran into and we gave up. But I like this. I like the way we did this. Me too. Me too. And I'm sure I'm sure the people that listen to this appreciate it. Yeah. So this is this is the end of of keeping up with the Skywalkers. We will probably sit down and do like one more special episode for Solo and Rogue One, or Rogue One and Solo, whichever. Mm-hmm. No, Solo Solo comes first canonically. Yes. Solo comes first because that is that's in between. Solo takes place exactly in between. It's ten years after Episode Three, ten years before Episode Four. Yes, and then Rogue One obviously brings us into Episode Four. Yeah, Rogue One and Episode it's like Four. The prologue. Rogue One through through the end of Episode Four. It's like a couple of weeks. Yeah. But yeah, we'll probably dedicate one episode to the Star Wars stories. Um, maybe so. Here's what I'm thinking: we do we we've been talking about doing this this when in doubt Star Wars feature series. I, I'm thinking maybe every other month we sit down with a topic about Star Wars and discuss that topic about Star Wars. Maybe only commit to a half hour episode. And maybe. Some of our devout listeners will actually give us ideas. Yeah, yeah. Email us with your uh, with your fan theories you've heard, fan theories you have personally. Uh, we'll uh, we'll bring our own fan theories into the mix. But I think one one topic per episode would be great. Uh, maybe the first one we do, we can just talk about Boba Fett because I think. Now that we've wrapped this, we can take a little time off from doing like a dedicated dedicated topic. We've got we do have another long-term project in mind. We're not going to mention we're not going to name it right now, but keep in mind that you will be hearing about that in the next few months. When this episode yep. goes up though, here's a good point that I want to make. When this episode goes up, it is entirely possible that I will have a child. Oh my goodness, that's correct. So this episode goes up at the end of February. Um, figure, I, I cannot at this time commit to recording fresh content for the month of March. Yes, I cannot do that at you, this time. But I do have, have I do new, have a plan. You will have a new life to take care of. Yeah, I'll have a little a little human man to 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 care for. But uh, I cannot at this time commit to. Well, probably we'll get some content recorded in the next over the next few weeks uh, through February. We'll we'll probably at least be able to keep our regular schedule of episodes pre-recorded at least through the end of March. I'd say. So I would say March, April. You're probably not going to get April. You're probably not going to get fresh content. But I do have a backlog of stuff that was previously only available on YouTube that I will be uploading in that interim. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. So you'll have something to listen to every every on our regular schedule, which is just to remind you, we have been doing we have been doing stuff every single week, but our committed schedule is actually only every other month. Yeah. Oh, this was this was fun and I can't wait to dive into our next long-term project, which I am so excited for. Yeah, no. You this is this is this is This is my domain. I'm learn a lot of sh- this is one yeah. that I'm going to learn a lot of shit from. We both we both love Star Wars. We both Yeah. know a lot about Star Wars. I've often said it that if someone were to say, hey, we want to do a Star Wars trivia show, it should be me, you, and my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, this next project, 
you know everything there is to know about it. Yeah. So this is going to be an education for me as well. Yeah. But we'll we'll let you in on that. I think in the interim, we're going to find some time maybe to do uh, the Back to the Future trilogy. That'll be an easy one. Just the three movies. We uh, Will wants to join us for that one. Oh, absolutely. he absolutely loves Back to the Future. But I think the Back to the Future trilogy could be fun. Maybe Ghostbusters at some point. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <coughs> But for now, um, um, don't email us unless you want to talk about Star Wars. Thank you so much for joining us on this nine-episode journey. Absolutely, you guys. You guys make this all possible. So yeah. And uh, Fatty, I will talk to you probably next Sunday. We'll see yes, about sir. recording a regular episode next Sunday. Uh, don't email us unless you want to talk uh, about we, Star Wars. That email address is keepingthefat at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, yeah. and Facebook. E. E. All right, brother. Bye, man. I'll talk to you. Have a, have a good one. You too.